Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, July 19th. As always, we are presented by D's Home Cuts. And we are welcomed in studio today by D from D's Home Cuts. Welcome back on, Dom. Uh, hi, it's great to be back. Uh, always a pleasure being on the show. No Truman today. He was supposed to be here, but ditching on us. Got to go hang out with the girlfriend, I guess. But uh, wow. we'll just keep moving, I guess, because Truman doesn't really care, I guess. But... I kind of, I kind of, I kind of understand why he doesn't want to be here. We'll get back into that in baseball. Uh, Brewers have had kind of a bad week, but uh, kind of a really bad week. Just top, top from bottom. The whole organization has just been a mess. But we'll get into that first. Though we're gonna start with basketball and the Kawhi Leonard trade. Uh, this broke Wednesday morning. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was sent to the Spurs to the uh, Raptors. For DeRozan, uh, Danny Green was also involved in that trade. And a first-round uh, pick. First pick, protected first-round pick. Uh, I like this trade for both teams. I know a lot of people were hating on it. Kawhi, you know, I guess th- didn't want to play there. He's warming up to it now, supposedly. But uh, I like this trade for both teams. I think, you know, Kawhi needed to get out of San Antonio. You hate to see DeRozan, you know, get traded like that. Uh, but... I think this is a good trade for both of them. I think the Rosen will benefit from Popovich, and you know, obviously, if Kawhi is what he used to be, the Raptors got, I think, a steal, um, and hopefully, he'll resign with the Raptors. I think that the Spurs actually got a steal on this trade. Do because they Kawhi didn't want to be there. Everyone realized that Kawhi wasn't going to stay there after this year, so they like I feel like the Lakers definitely backed out on trades. Celtics backed out on trades, like. They all stopped offering, and then the Raptors just come in and offer their franchise player. Yeah. And so now the Spurs have a franchise player in DeMar DeRozan, and they got a first-round pick, which probably won't be much, but still first-round pick, who which you've seen like in later-round picks now have been turning into good players. Yeah, I think for the Raptors though, I they needed to kind of move on from you know DeRozan Lowry. Uh, just, it wasn't cutting it in the playoffs. They couldn't beat LeBron. They got rid of Dwayne, they got rid of Dwayne Casey, but. Uh, Bringing in a guy like Kawhi, like I said, if he can be what he used to be, this I think this was a great trade for both franchises. DeRozan, I think, like I said, will thrive from Popovich. Uh, but we'll see what happens there. Obviously, and Danny Green, too. I mean, they got a starting shooting guard. Mm. Uh, and he's he's a pretty good, solid piece. So we'll see what happens there. But I think, you know, both teams benefited from this trade. Yeah, but I think, like Kawhi Leonard even said, he has no uh, want to, like, no desire to play for the Raptors. So yeah, that's, they got a one-year rental. That's scary. If I'm Raptors fans, that's yeah. the scariest thing. I hope he does resign, uh, but I could see him going to L.A. next year. I think he wants to play with LeBron because mm-hmm. he doesn't like to be the star of the team, even though he has the talent. He likes to be the guy who kind of sits in the in the back and just you know does his thing. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I guess he is warming up to the idea of playing with the Raptors, uh, and he does need to play well this year because if he doesn't play well, he's not going to get you know as much as he should based just based on his talent uh but i was just kind of wondering you know how does this impact you know the east and the playoff picture going into next year i think that the raptors it's going to be raptors celtics i think battling it out i think the 76ers are still like a year away from being like a finals team mm-hmm. obviously they're going to be at like probably a top four seed still but i still think they need like to get everyone together and get like the chemistry going i think I don't know. I think that the Raptors should have kept like what they had. Yeah. Because they had DeRozan, who was very loyal to them. And no LeBron in the East. Yeah, now. and LeBron was gone, so he was he was what was stopping them every year. Yeah. 
Um, and I think the South, the Celtics, I think, are easily going to be the East's uh, title, like, like defender. The, yeah, yeah. The guy or Especially, you know, with Kawhi and Hayward coming back. But uh, I could see the Raptors, you know, they were the one seed. I could see them, you know, one to three. I think the top three is going to be 76ers, Celtics, and Raptors. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, a team like the Wizards could sneak up there. If Wall finds his game yeah. again. <laughs> if Wall and Beal and uh, pan out. And... Oh, and they got what, Dwight Howard. They got Yeah, good. they got Dwight Howard. But uh, also, I was just thinking, like, if you look at it from the Raptors' point of view on this year, you had the coach of the year, fired him. Yeah. Because he didn't get along with DeMar DeRozan. So he's already gone. DeMar DeRozan's happy. And then you trade DeMar DeRozan. So basically, you gave up your franchise player and your coach of the year head coach another thing too the spurs are getting DeRozan, who now has a huge chip on his shoulder oh yeah pissed off DeRozan. he's so pissed off he posted you know a couple things on his instagram yeah, he said no loyalty in the city yeah and um, greg popovich is a great coach he's definitely gonna like use him good and yeah. him alongside like the young point guard uh jonte murray yeah and then aldridge uh rudy gay mm-hmm. the spurs they got they got better from last year obviously because leonard didn't play at all mm-hmm. but uh we'll see what happens uh they could be a force that could contend in the West. I don't think they'll take down the Warriors or even the Rockets, but they could, you know, they could get the four to five, maybe even a third seed if they really, you know, turn it up a little bit. But we'll see what happens there. Uh, but that's it for basketball. We're going to move now to football. We're going to keep doing our 32 teams and 32 shows, uh, but we're going to do two teams today. Again, we did two teams last time. We're going to do the Vikings. We're going to finish out the NFC North. Uh, 13-3 and three last year, a little bit of an overachieving year. Uh, you know, nobody saw Case Keenum doing what he did last year. Uh, but they added, you know, Kirk Cousins. They added Sheldon Richardson. Uh, those are two top talents, especially Sheldon Richardson when he's healthy. And then if Kirk Cousins can kind of get a little bit more consistency, he's not playing under the franchise tag anymore, maybe that could be a big help for him. But they did lose Jarek McKinnon, uh, their backup running back. Uh, he was a guy, you know, they've had a lot of trouble with consistency there for a long time. But he was a guy who always would step up. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he does in San Francisco now that he's the starter. Um, but they had a pretty good draft. They took Brian O'Neill. They took Mike Hughes with the first rounder. They took Jalen Holmes out of Ohio State. So it's right there, you know, Mike Hughes, Jalen Holmes, two top defensive players who are just going to add to this, this defense, which that's their key right now is their defense, even though they had – Probably the best, one of the best one-two combos at wide receiver with Thielen and Diggs. And then you add Rudolph. But I think a huge key to this this year is going to be, you know, what does Kirk Cousins do? And is Dalvin Cook going to stay healthy? And if he is, is he going to be what he was those couple games that we saw him last year? I uh, very much agree. I think their defense is going to be just as good as it was, if not better, with Sean Richardson, add, like, the addition. Um... They already like like they already have one of the best like secondaries in the league. Now they just strengthen their front seven, uh, and then on offense, I think I don't know. I think with as good as Case Keenum was last year, I think he was just as good as Kirk Cousins like was mm-hmm. or has been mm-hmm. his career. But I think Kirk Cousins could be just like a little bit better with like this like more smart I think mm-hmm. and more like kind of experience. Especially yeah, he's not gonna be playing under you know the franchise tag, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of hindered his career a little bit Mm -hmm. uh now that he is you know the guy you know he was you know he came in with rg3 nobody really expected him to do much now that he's you know the the guy they invested all this money into him hopefully he'll step up but uh they got to replace pat Shermer too they lost him he's now the head coach and uh that's gonna be huge 
but we'll see what happens. I think they kind of take a little bit of a step back. I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to, you know, just seamlessly go into yeah. that, uh, you know, that offense and just yeah. take over. Uh, I think they play a little bit above what they are last year, especially now Aaron Rodgers coming back. They're they're gonna have to play him this year two times. So I think you know twelve and four. They were thirteen and three last year. Twelve and four would be a reasonable record. But this team, you know, the ceiling's high for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see what happens there. I think Diggs and Thielen are probably definitely the best receivers he's had in his career. Because mm-hmm. I don't think the Redskins ever gave him like a great receiver other than like Deshaun Jackson. From what yeah, I can't. Remember, can. Other than like Jordan Reed. Yeah, they throw prior. They signed Terrell prior. He was, and he was not yeah, trash. Yeah. <laughs> other than like Djax, I don't think he ever had anyone like. Yeah, that I think great. Jordan Reed was hurt. You yeah. know, a lot of the time. He's not gonna be able to breathe when he's done playing football. Yeah, <laughs> and they had a good tight end. Kyle Rudolph's pretty good too. Yeah. So. uh yeah, I think 12-4 and four is a pretty you know good record for them, uh, regressing just a little bit. But Dalvin Cook is going to be interesting to watch because he burst onto the scene. Then he had the ACL tear. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see if he can do you know what he did in those you know few games. So then we're going to move now to the Eagles, uh, NFC East, uh, Super Bowl champs. This team is just one of the most talented rosters in the NFL, and they added to that this year. They added Mike Wallace. Uh, Richard Rodgers, Michael Bennett, who's a top defensive lineman when you know healthy and when you know he's got the off the field stuff under control. And then they added Haloti Nana, who is was one of the best. Yeah. You know, he still got he still has a little bit left. Uh, and the draft was pretty good too. They added you know Dallas Goddard. Uh, many people said he was the top tight end on the board. Uh, they added Josh uh, Sweat from Florida State. Uh, he was a guy I predicted to be you know my most underrated pass rusher. Because uh, he dealt with injuries. Uh, so I think that's going to be a good addition for them. Again, it's like the Vikings. They just added more talent to their defense, which was you know insanely good last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see what happens. They lost Blunt. They lost Trey Burton. Uh, two key guys. But this team, it's just there's a lot of talent. I don't think it's going to matter that much. Yeah, I agree. I think they definitely, like, they took a really, they took one of the best front sevens in the NFL and made it better mm-hmm. by adding Michael Bennett and Haloti Nagata, or however you say it. <laughs> uh, and then on offense, they're going to have Wentz coming back, who's obviously, like, Foles was good, won the Super Bowl, but Wentz is, like, going to be, like, an MVP candidate. The I only think. thing that would scare yeah. me about the Eagles is the whole Foles-Wentz, because yeah. if Wentz comes back and he struggles a little bit, you know, coming back in, yeah, fans, are gonna fans like, we know Foles. the Philly fans, they're going to start to, you know, call for Foles and... I think that could screw them up a lot. But Foles did say like this is Carson's team. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of I don't know how, I don't know how you can like not want to start in the NFL. So I know that's that's what that's weird to me. He mm-hmm. wouldn't want to go to you know to another team, maybe ask for a trade, because I know a lot of teams would love you know Super Bowl winning quarterback, yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl MVP, uh, beat Tom Brady, beat Tom Brady. He had an amazing game. Um, but I think all that also is credited. You know Doug Peterson. He's a great coach. Yeah, he's an amazing coach. And this this team. Went from, you know, kind of a mediocre team from, you know, the Chip Kelly area to now, you know, one of the best rosters, if not the best roster in the NFL. And they have uh, Jordan Hicks coming back, who's like a Ryan Shazier type linebacker. Yeah, they, they, two guy. They, got a lot of, they got a lot of interesting things. You know, I think they got better over this offseason, which is, you know, crazy when a team that went 13-3 and won the Super Bowl. It's kind of hard to get much better than that, yeah. but they did. And, you know, a full year from Carson Wentz, I could see them going, you know, 14-2. and two doing a lot better than last year. Mm-hmm. They're going to be Super Bowl contenders. Uh, we'll see what happens once the playoffs start, but they're going to be right there, I think, at the top of the NFC. 
so that's it for the 32 teams and 32 shows. A uh, couple more football stories we want to touch on. Darrell Rivas, he's going to hang it up. He's retiring. Uh, I would First ballot Hall of Famer. Easily, yeah. Yeah, first ballot, easily. Seven Pro Bowls. Uh, I don't have the stats in front of me, but, I mean, those years with the Jets, he was just a lockdown. He was amazing, yeah. He was the best corner in the NFL, easily. And, you know, he had a couple shaky years uh, towards the end, but, you know, that's just wear and tear on his body. But he's, you know, great career. Sad to see him go, but... Yeah, like you said, he's going to be a first ballot. He's going to be wearing that gold jacket in four years. Yeah, one of the best corners to ever play the game. Probably. Yeah. You know, he started the whole Rivas Island thing. I think, you know, the whole, you know, corner, you know, you see Jalen Ramsey now. You know, a lot of guys like to talk trash. I think Darrell Rivas kind of started that. Yeah. With the whole Rivas Island thing, which, you know, he changed the game, I think, for corners. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of another Hall of Famer, Terrell Owens, we talked about him a couple shows ago, how he's not going to be attending the uh, – Hall of Fame ceremony. He's not going to be speaking, which is very rare uh, for a guy who's, you know, able uh, to go up there and give a speech to just flat out deny it. It's crazy. But I guess I didn't, I don't know the exact, you know, stuff behind it, but I guess he is negotiating something in the NFL to where his contract, he's allowed to negotiate with uh, Canadian football teams. Uh, If you know, everybody kind of knows, you know, Terrell Owens wants to play again. He really wants to be in the NFL. Uh, so this is probably the second, you know, best thing to the NFL, the Canadian Football League. Uh, you know, we see Johnny Manziel doing it right now. Um, it'd be kind of cool to see him play in Canada. I know a lot of people don't like it uh, because, you know, he's – I don't even I – don't I don't know how old he is. It's probably 45. Yeah, he's got to be up. Like yeah. So. He still has, you know, the speed. He's still working out like a fiend, but I don't think he'll be – you know, once you get that first hit on a 45-year-old body – Oh, yeah. It's just not going to be good for him. Mm. But it would be, it'd be cool to see him play in the Canadian Football League. Uh, I know a lot of guys try to make comebacks and stuff, and they want to get back in the NFL, and guys won't go play in Canada. But I think that's a great option, especially if you want to get back to you know the NFL, uh, you know, if you're trying to make a comeback for whatever reason. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I don't think he'll ever play a snap in the NFL again. He's just too Probably old. Not, no. No. Yeah, no, I don't think he'll ever get back another team. No, yeah. I mean... Dez can't even get signed. Yeah, I mean, Dez, signed. Dez is still, you know, an NFL player, an NFL age, but and he can't even get signed. Uh, we'll see what happens, though. You know, best of luck to him. Uh, but we're going to move now to baseball. Before that, I want to remind you that our show is brought to you by A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping services to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Are you tired of being dragged around by bigger landscaping companies? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Turn to A's and trust me, your lawn and your home will never look better. Trust A's for all your landscaping needs and you will not be disappointed. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.a's at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service LLC. You grow it, we cut it. So we had the All-Star game. We talked about in the last show, Manny Machado was going to be traded to the Dodgers. And, you know, it came true. Not much surprise. Uh, it was a little rough getting the deal done. I guess the Orioles, you know, were still looking at, you know, the prospects they were getting. Uh, but it did get done late last night. Uh, again, we talked about it on the last show, just another bat going to, you know, Los Angeles. 
He's one of the best players in the game today, has been for the last couple of years, and he's going to fill that hole at shortstop that was left when Seager got hurt. And this is you know, a great move for the Dodgers and the Orioles because they got five prospects out of this, which is a huge haul for a guy like Manny Machado. Uh, I definitely agree. The five prospects definitely like helps mm-hmm. cover the bandage. Um, but also, I'd be worried if I was the Dodgers because I believe he's only a one-year deal, right? Yeah, and yeah he's a rental. And they're saying the Yankees are going to offer him like everything. Oh, yeah. I so see. I'd definitely be worried if I was the Dodgers. But other than that, I think it's a great trade for them. Yeah, he's going to be a part of that huge free agent class. You know, Kershaw... Machado, Bryce Harper. Harper yeah. So he's going to get you know a boatload of money somewhere. Uh, but it's a good deal for the Dodgers right now. I don't think he'll stay there long term because they have Seager and he doesn't want to play third base. Um, but it's going to help them in the playoffs, obviously. Uh, it's going to help them you know make a run at this division. So good move for them. And you know the Orioles, they're going to re- be rebuilding now. They got a lot of bad contracts on their team. They got to start trading some of this talent away and get some talent back, you know, for a couple years down the line. Uh, another trade that happened today with our Cleveland Indians, uh, they traded, they traded for Brad Hand, the uh, reliever from the Padres, all-star reliever, and they traded for a- Adam Kimber. I I don't I didn't know much about him, uh, but I guess you know he's a rookie. He has about a 3.17 ERA right now. But everybody knows Brad Hand. He's one of the best relievers in baseball. Two-time All-Star. Uh, kind of a guy you don't know a lot about because he plays for the Padres. Uh, but they got two really good relievers, uh, especially Kimber, who's a rookie. He's got a high ceiling. Uh, they're all under control, both Hand and Kimber, for the next couple years, three years. So this is that's huge for them, especially for the Indians who really need that bullpen help. And all they had to give up was Francisco Mejia, who I understand, you know, Indians fans weren't happy to see that name go. Uh, but trust me, this is a good deal. I don't think Mejia is going to be as good as people think, and you can quote me on that. If he comes an all-star, you know, obviously I'll say I was wrong. But it's interesting because I read an article where they said, you know, Mejia should have been called up, you know, before the all-star break because they had some – uh, injuries in the outfield but he wasn't and people were speculating that's probably because there's some sort of hole in his game and the Indians didn't want to bring him up to the big leagues and have that hole you know seen by every other major league club and they would completely go away from doing any sort of trades with him uh, but they were able to give him get him to the Padres and we got a huge haul in return uh, you know this is just another effect of that Jonathan Lucroy trade that you know fell you know a couple years ago for uh I think it was 2016 when we got Andrew Miller. Um, he was able to stay, and now he helps us out in this part. In this part, um, then we're gonna move to the other big story coming out of the All Star <laughs> All Star game. Josh Hader, uh, the reliever for the Brewers. I think this is kind of why Truman's not here today. Um, he's claiming, you know, he had other stuff to do, but I mean, me and Dom know him. He kind of he doesn't like to, you know, face up to this sort of criticism. Mm. So let me just break down the week that the Brewers have had. So they go into the All-Star game losing six straight, five straight games to the Pirates, losing doubleheader. Uh, they lost on a walk-off the last game. And then we go to Monday night. That was Sunday night. Monday night, Jesus Aguilar, number one seed in the home run derby, gets upsetted by the eighth seed in the first round. And then Tuesday night, Josh Hatter goes into the game. He gives up a three-run home run, and then after the game, we find out he's been tweeting some pretty 
bad things, <laughs> stuff we Very can never things. say, I, I won't say, on, on the podcast. I know Dom won't say it either. Mm-hmm. It was pretty bad. I'm sure everybody kind of knows what happened. Uh, I'm sure everybody's read these tweets. Uh, I know he's not going to be suspended. I guess he has to go uh, sensitivity training through the MLB. But obviously he was 17. You can't really blame a guy, you know, well, I guess you can for what he did when he was yeah. 17. But I'm this is it's kind of scary if I'm the Brewers because you got free agents now are going to look at this and, you know, maybe that turns them away from the Brewers. Uh, if they're neck and neck with the Brewers and another team, you know, this could be something where they go to the other team just because they don't want to deal with all this drama. And, you know, obviously we don't know who Hatter is as a person. You know, we've never met him. Um, there haven't really been any problems with him, but, you know, players aren't going to like to play with a guy who's tweeted this type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and this is going to turn teams, players away from coming to the Brewers. I know Truman tries to blow it off like it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal. And uh, it's going to hurt them. If not now, it's going to hurt them down the line when they're trying to, you know, make a push for the World Series. Uh and now you know Milwaukee Truman. They got the two worst you know tweeters in the state in the city of Milwaukee. They got Josh Hader and Dante DiVincenzo, who you know you know that happened after the uh, national championship game. Again, more bad tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Truman just like I said, he's not here today. He can't speak for any of this. Maybe he'll speak Tuesday, but uh, he, I guess he's just trying to let this blow over. But I don't know because this was pretty bad and. I just think it's hilarious. You if know. you're like a famous young athlete, you just need to delete your Twitter. Yeah. Just make a new one. That's what Lorenzo Cain <laughs> said. He's like, I don't even have social media because of this. Yeah, you just need to get rid of all of it. <laughs> just save your like save yourself. Especially like sports agents need to go and like before they sign a client, they need to yeah. just go through their Twitter and just look at every like, single tweet. Clean, yeah. yeah. You saw like Josh Allen, you know that. that yeah, went Josh through. Allen, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, like Trubisky. It's <laughs> everywhere. But uh, we'll see what happens. Obviously, he was 17. It's a mistake. He apologized. But this is going to hurt him. I know Truman would say differently. Uh, but we'll see what happens uh, going into the second half. A uh, quick touch on the All-Star game. It was a pretty good game. Uh, went to the bottom of the 10th, AL one. Doesn't really matter anymore, though, because there's no more home uh, World Series advantage, which I that kind of sucks because I, I like that because that was the last all-star game where it kind of meant for something if you were to win you know you got world series um but it was a good game uh, a lot of good stars i like how they mic'd up the players in it and they were talking to them on the field they need to do more of that like we said before um but it was a good game and uh we'll see what happens in the second half so now we're going to move to question and answer got two uh questions here two basketball questions but before that one to remind you our show is also brought to you by d's home cuts Dee's is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. For only $7, Dee's Home Cuts will provide you with a modern haircut and styling. Truman and I have been getting our haircut at Dee's for the last couple months, and let me tell you, Dom, we have never looked or felt better. Every time you go into the shop, you're going to get a professional cut, and they get better every single time because Dom is always upgrading his equipment so he can give you the best haircut possible. You can find Dee's Home Cuts on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, You can set up appointments through his Instagram bio. It's really easy, really quick. Uh, go ahead and do that, and you will not be disappointed. D's Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So we got a couple questions submitted by some viewers, uh, especially after this Kawhi trade went down. We got a couple questions. 
Uh, and now, you know, they traded away. They got rid of Parker. He signed with the Hornets. Ginobili on his, you know, last leg. The Spurs dynasty is kind of cracking. They got rid of Kawhi. It was kind of the last piece there. Um, so I'll, I'll, I guess you can start, Don. Where do you think, where do you see the Spurs in about four to five years? Um, well, honestly, it's the Spurs. As long as they have Greg Popovich, I think they're going to be contenders. Um, they got DeMar DeRozan, who's a young, I think he's 28. So he's yeah. like right into his prime right now. They have LaMarcus Aldridge, who's always a great, he's a great power forward. Paul Gasol is like 80, like he's going to be done soon. <laughs> but then they have like young guys like DeJounte Murray, who looks like really good. Um, Patty Mills is younger. And then uh, Greg Popovich always just finds random foreign guys and yeah. turns them into all-stars. That's what makes the Spurs so deadly. <laughs> yeah. They'll just find random guys who, you know, not a lot of hype, and they'll make them into stars, kind of like the Patriots. And they uh, drafted that guy with the funny hair this year who already looks like a beast. I oh, saw yeah, who was that? In some league. Uh, I think it's... Is it Lonnie Walker? Yeah, yeah Lonnie, Lonnie Walker from Miami. And I really liked him. He's really explosive, really good. Um, and like you said, DeRozan is DeRozan. I think he's a borderline superstar. He's, I think Popovich is the coach to kind of push him to that superstar level. Um, so in four years, I don't know what, what, what will happen. Uh, we'll see what happens. But if they have Pat Popovich, I don't think they'll be out of the playoffs. I think they'll still be right there, but with the Warriors and the Rockets, they won't be winning a championship anytime soon. Uh, but they'll be a borderline playoff team for the next four years, I think, easily. Mm. Next question is, this is interesting because with LeBron going to Los Angeles, a lot of the focus is on him. It's kind of taking the focus away from Lonzo Ball, uh, who had a decent rookie year, not as good as a second overall pick should be. Uh, but they did sign Rondo over the offseason, which is kind of, uh, I think, in my opinion, the best Lonzo could get is a Rondo type of player. He's not a shooter. He's not a scorer. He's a passer. He's a floor general. Uh, so they kind of have the same player there. Uh, so who should Luke Walton start, Lonzo or Rondo at the point guard? I disagree. I think Lonzo is definitely a scorer. He can uh, score in His contact. His shot is so ugly. But he puts he puts the ball <laughs> in the basket. I think he's. I think his ceiling is definitely higher than Rondo, but I think they definitely should start Lonzo because I think Rondo, with his experience, could lead a bench unit better than Lonzo could. I think. I think Lonzo should start. I think Rondo should get the start early in the year, kind of let Lonzo see, you know, what, you know, he's a true point guard. What a true point guard should look like, and then you transition into Lonzo, uh, because he kind of got thrown out there last year, um, and he did okay, but you can, you know, he underperformed from what everybody you know thought mm-hmm. he could be um, when he came out of UCLA. But I really like Rondo. Rondo's been one of my favorite players over his career. Uh, and, you know, he still has a lot left in the tank. You saw that last year. And passing to LeBron's going to be, you know, a lot of fun for him. So I think Rondo should start the first couple of games, first 20, 25, and then you transition into Lonzo. Yeah, I just think it should be Lonzo like the whole year because he's a young guy. Rondo is a leader; he can lead the bench unit. And Lonzo, and, he had surgery, didn't he? I think he did. So also, I mean, if it is like mm. there, he's hurt. Definitely Rondo, but also in like clutch moments, they could definitely put Rondo in over uh, Lonzo. Yeah, I could, just for the leadership. Yeah, really. I could see. Yeah, that's a good signing though. I think it was a really good signing mm-hmm. uh, because Rondo's gonna teach you know 
these guys how to play basketball because he's done it at such a high level over the last couple of years. And he always seems to turn it on in the playoffs, which is like definitely what LeBron needs aside of him. Yeah. His players you can score by themselves. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. I I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. I think it's gonna be contention either way he goes. People are gonna be pissed if he starts Lonzo, people are gonna be pissed if he starts, you know, Rondo. Um but we'll see what happens. Uh, he's got a, he's got a you know a pretty big year ahead of him, Luke Walton. Yeah. Because playing with LeBron is not easy. Coaching LeBron is even harder. Especially when you're the same age as him. Yeah. He was in the same draft yeah, class. Yeah, same wasn't draft he? class. Yeah. Yeah. They're like twenty something picks apart. He's got a pretty short leash. Uh, especially you know once LeBron starts to get tired of him, he's gonna fire him and bring in a guy he likes, <laughs> like you know Larry Drew or something like that. Uh, but that's it for question and answer. Uh, you know, Dom, we have Dom in the studio today, big Steelers fan. Oh, yeah. I wanted to give your takes, you know, on Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, you know, you mm. know what happened. Yeah. Uh, not signing the deal. He said he might sit out half the season even. I think he's, like, I would call him an idiot, but I understand, like, he wants to get the money he feels he deserves. Mm. But the Steelers have never been the team to overpay, or, like, offer guys huge contracts. Especially Le'Veon Bell, who's a running back. The running back market right now is very low. Like, I'm pretty sure Devonta Freeman's the highest paid running back. He makes, like, 8 or $9 million a year. Yeah, something like that. And Le'Veon Bell wanted $17 million a year, which is about... They I offered think, him 14 Yeah, they offered him $14.5 million, but he said he wanted... He declined it. <laughs> he said no. And it was, like, it was like $30 million guaranteed the first two years, too. So he just, like... Yeah. He just wants way too much money for what the Steelers have to offer. And now with uh, our new... Uh, Offense coordinator Ryan Fisher, mm-hmm. uh, he's gonna be like more of just like basically Big Ben's offense coordinator now. Yeah. And Big Ben loves to throw the ball, so I think, I think that without Bell we could still be a good offense because we have James Conner who's not an every down back like Bell, but I think he can be like somewhat of a workhorse mm-hmm. for us. And this guy we just drafted, Jalen Samuels, is a very good receiving he's back. He's from uh, South Carolina. Yeah, I think yeah. He's from South Carolina. He's he's looked super good like in training camp, and he's been a really good really good hands. So I think with Connor and him together, it could be good enough to replace Bell and save us $17 million. Yeah, I said this, you know, last show. I see where both sides are coming from here. You know, Bell, he's 28. He's he's still in his prime, but the next couple of years, he's going to slowly start to, you know, mm-hmm. fall back a little bit. He won't be an every down back. 30's been like um, the age now. Yeah, you yeah. see, you know, running backs like Adrian Peterson is a great example. You know, he could be so good one year and the next year is just a you know, sharp decline, uh, just because of age and just the wear and tear. On and yeah, and injuries. Like Le'Veon's had a lot of injuries. Yeah, so I see why he wants to get you know a long term deal and he wants to get paid. And he deserves to get paid, mm-hmm. and I think if he goes on the free agent market, somebody will pay him that. Yeah. Uh, but I I don't understand why he would sit out eight games just because he's not getting paid you know seventeen million when he's getting paid fourteen point five this year under the franchise tag. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he does sit out. And he does leave, and they don't win it this year. Do you? How pissed would you be if the Steelers, you know, never won with I think one of, if not the best, you know, three-headed, you know, combo mm-hmm. offensive combos in league history, even? It'd be pretty upsetting, but also I think that's also to blame on the Steelers for just not giving them a good defense, mm-hmm. or at least like they haven't even had like a mediocre defense. They've had like terrible defenses the last like three years when they were in their primes, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And now we're finally getting our defense together, and now Bell doesn't want to, like, barely be here anymore. (laughs) Like, our defense finally going to be, like, pretty good this year, I think. Yeah. You added a lot over the Mm -hmm. offseason. 
But yeah, if you lose, if you really don't win with, you know, Bell, Antonio Brown, Big Ben, all top 10 guys at their position groups, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I would right. even, you know, Bell and Brown are top five easily. Brown Top three. I yeah. think, yeah. Oh, yeah, easily. <laughs> Brown's my the best receiver in the NFL, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be kind of like, you know, how the Thunder didn't win with, you know, Harden, Westbrook, and Durant. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It'd be pretty upsetting to see, but I don't know. I still have faith that we can you try to get Bell to, like, give us a good year or something yeah or if anything just like i don't get i don't think he'll sit out eight games i like think i think he's just gonna knock he he hasn't been to training camp in like yeah his whole career i don't think <laughs> As, so, he probably just doesn't like going yeah. to training camp, so he just yeah <laughs> i don't think he's been there it's been like four years since i think he's been to training camp yeah um but we'll see what happens uh i don't think he'll sit out eight games like he said he would um but, you know, that's it for our show today. We want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. Uh, we ask that you go on to iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter at TNT Sports Talk 12. Uh, DM us questions. DM us if you want to be a guest or any other comments you have on the show. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, too, although Truman's slacking on that. He hasn't posted in a while. Yeah. Uh, but you can listen to us tomorrow from on 12 Ounce from 12 to 1. You listen to us on our YouTube page for our Android users. Uh, make it a little bit easier for you. Uh, we want to thank you for Dom for coming in today. Thanks for having me again. Uh, yeah. I always love being on the show. It's always like a highlight of the week being on here. Yeah, and Truman obviously doesn't, doesn't even show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't want to face the music. So I think you can clearly see, you know, what kind of sports analyst Truman is if he doesn't even want to show up. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get him. We'll get him Tuesday. Uh, so tune in for that. Uh, we'll have a guest on. Not sure who it's going to be yet. But other than that, have a great day and tune in on Tuesday.